This is Rolling Rocks Radio with Jerry Armentrout, Cody Carter, and Scott Barker. Welcome to Rolling Rocks Radio, the podcast where we talk about mixed martial arts, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and anything else we find interesting, all while drinking whiskey. He's Jerry Armentrout. Hey. I'm Scott Barker. And this week, Brother Jerry brought the bottle. Jerry, what are we drinking today? Catechin Creek Roundstone Rye Whiskey. It's made here in Virginia. Uh, it's a, again, it's more of a sipping whiskey. It's uh, only forty percent alcohol, eighty proof. It's really light. I've never had it, but again, it's a local uh, distil- dist- uh, distillery. It's up by the beach in Percyville, and I'm just kind of kind of curious. So I've been by their um, tasting room. Uh, in Purcellville. Purcellville's right outside of Middleburg, mm-hmm. out in horse country. Yep. Um, so if anybody in the Virginia area wants to check out a really cool tasting room, go check out the Catoctin Creek or Catoctin Creek or however you say it. Maybe if you go by the tasting room, you can yeah, ask them me. how to pronounce it. Um, I've heard it said so many different ways. It, it's This kind of falls in there with the, the Copper Fox, mm-hmm. and um, no, we haven't yet. had it yet, but yeah. um, the, uh, the Ragged Branch, this yep. is a Virginia... Uh, a, a local Virginia distillery that actually has uh, nationwide acclaim. Mm-hmm. The little thingy that comes on the uh, uh, on the bottle. bottle was a 2018 double gold at the New York World Wine and Spirits competition. So this is going to be some legit stuff. Yep. And of course, Jerry had me at rye. Yep. I was so, like, hey, I got a bottle of rye. Okay. Yeah, That's he's like, I'm going to bring the bottle. It's a bottle of rye. Um, the other cool thing about uh, Catoctin Creek is they have a limited release co-brand yep. with the legendary um, VCU band Guar yep. coming out soon. Um, I, if anybody's a Guar fan, you, you know we lost the uh, the original lead singer yep. Odorous Urungus uh, a couple years ago, but they've got uh, they, they got a new uh, lead singer um, in the house, but. Catoctin Creek's doing a, a co-release of Guar, so we're looking forward to checking yeah, that's, that out. Yeah, that's that was that's just awesome. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Oh, it smells good. That was very good. That's really nice. Mm, that's real nice. Yeah. It's it, it's eight like Jerry said, it's eighty proof, so it's um a little bit lighter than like the um the rye that we had with Scretta, uh, Forster's, the, the Forster's rye, that was 100 proof. This is 80 proof, single barrel. Yeah. So the I believe the um, the old Forster was a blend, um, but that's really nice. It's a, this is a copper pot distilled. Yes. This makes a little bit of a difference. It's funny, a lot of, a lot of the Virginia distilleries do that copper pot distillery. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's, I think it's just a throwback to the old days. Well, when we did the um, the A Smith yeah. Bowman, right? They get the the um, the first and second pass distillate from Buffalo Trace, yep. and they run it through their yep. copper still too. So I think I think yeah, I think it's just like a throwback to the old days of Virginia, you know. Yeah, well, because copper's easier to yep. work, yep. right? Back in in that that time frame right copper is easier to work it's more ductile you don't have to weld it you can braise it together it's much more you know it's much more conducive to building stills well also it it can take damage you know steel will crack you know iron will crack you know uh, cast iron will crack copper 
you can dent it up, and that it just it holds true. It's, yeah. I mean, they used to make. I mean, all I mean, pretty much a lot of back in the old days, copper was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it. It was. It's very easy to work. Yeah. It's strong. It's you know, um, it, it's got a lot of good metallurgical. Mm-hmm. Uh, attributes to it but that's a really good whiskey yeah. jerry good good pull thank you so um we got a couple of announcements real quick we are 10 cents away in listens from making our first donation to dustin poirier's uh the good fight foundation so hopefully by the time uh this episode comes out We'll get up there. We will have um, pulled that money out and made our first donation. Uh, Jerry and I are talking about seven cents away. We're getting closer. No. Um, Jerry and I are talking about for the next round of donations if we want to continue to, yes. to donate to the good fight. Or oh, if, well, we're going to donate to somebody. Yeah, we're going to donate to somebody. It's just do we do Guardians Group? Do we do yeah. the good fight? You know. So Jerry and I are talking about who's going to going to get the the next round. But this first round is going to go to Dustin Poirier. Um, and the Good Fight Foundation. Um, so we're really excited about that. We will post receipts on the on yep. social media. Um, the next announcement is uh, on the next show. We're going to have Mike Green, uh, the creative genius behind Off Your Back Jiu-Jitsu, who has, as you all know, uh, given our listeners uh, a $10 discount off of a $50 order at offyourbackbjj.com. So Mike's going to appear on next week's show. We're going to chop it up with him a little bit yep, and see how he got into jiu-jitsu and what made him start his company and anything else we can uh, we can dig up on Mike. And by that time, I'll be rocking my own geese from him. I bought a couple myself. Yep. So And I will be purchasing one here probably over the weekend so we yep. can both say, hey, Mike, we bought, yep. bought some gear from you. So um, He's... he's- supporting us and we're going to support him he's a small business i like the way his geese look and i mean the man's a small business owner and let's you know let's give him give him a little help i mean he's selling he's got some t-shirts right now he threw a link up uh he's keep uh He's a couple of different sizes of his t-shirts in available. He's got some, he uh, posted today, he's got some slaps in, so he's yep. got some stickers. Yep. Um, yeah, and every purchase now gets a sticker. Which is awesome. Yep. Um, so that we're looking forward to that, uh, having Mike on the show next week. I think we'll probably drink Larceny because uh, he's a Larceny fan. Yeah, hit, he hit me up. Uh, we were t- I was talking about gee he had, and I wanted to buy it. And then he hit me up when we were done with all the business part. And he's like, hey, man, when am I going to be on the podcast? I like bourbon and I love jujitsu. And I was like, dude, we will definitely get you on. Maybe yeah. We'll make it happen this week or next. We couldn't make it happen tonight, but we will, we're we're lined up for next weekend. Yep, and then um, <clears throat> my bartender buddy Paul, um, he has Rogered up to be on. He's just got to figure out when he can get mm. a Thursday night off, and then he's going to be on. Awesome. We, we talked about him uh, a couple weeks ago when we did the uh, Elmo Cola. Yeah, we did the Elmo Cola. The, the yeah. Elmo Cola episode. So we got some great guests coming up. Um, I also, you know, to quote my my brother Jerry, you don't you don't hit what you don't swing at. I sent a uh, I sent a uh, an instant message to uh, Miss Miranda Maverick over Instagram to see if she would like to be on the show. So yep. here's fingers crossed. Maybe she'll deign to to uh, grace us with her presence. But either way, we're going to be cheering for. Her. And speaking of that, let me let me see if I can get this lady's name right. Okay. She, uh, I, I do believe she is a listener of us. 
uh, and I am uh, excited that she's actually listening to us. I believe she was our new listener in New Zealand that we found, and she is a professional boxer. And awesome. I would like her to be on our show. Uh, if you're listening, I th- Tale Aldis, uh, if you're actually li- actually a listener, we would love to have you on. Uh, so give us a shout out. I mean, we would love to have you on. Yeah. Be- do it via Zoom. Talk about your boxing career. Uh, talk about anything you want. But, you yeah. know. Yep. You can reach us. Um through the the email or the or the, the social medias in the show notes, so yep. feel free to hit us up. Um, got anything else for right now, Jerry? All right, so various and sundry. It has been a heck of a week for yeah. the women's divisions yes. in various mixed martial arts and jujitsu grappling competitions. Oh, you're, you've got some. You've got a lot of stuff coming up. You've got people coming down. I mean, yeah, we the women are starting to, to really make noise. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be a great couple weeks or a couple months actually. So, um, in the first bit of news, uh, Roxanne Montefiore again, you know, one of our favorites, one of my favorites. She had to drop her fight. Um, she's out with a knee injury. Um, she has not disclosed the extent of her knee injury uh, that I've seen yet. So. Uh, we're holding out hope that it's nothing major, but you know we certainly hope that that Roxanne heals up and comes back soon. Yep. Um, that was uh, you know that was kind of a kind of a big disappointment because I was looking forward to seeing Roxy fight again. Um, she was also up to um, actually she had to pull out of her um, flow grappling yep. match. That was actually what she pulled out of. So you know really I was really looking forward to seeing her in a jiu jitsu only yeah, tournament, yeah. tournament or or event because you know we've seen we know that she's a great jiu jitsu practitioner uh, but we've only seen her like in mixed martial arts yeah. where she's had to deal with striking and and her striking has gotten a lot better but I was really looking forward to yeah. seeing her in a jiu jitsu only forum mm-hmm. so here's here's uh, hope and Roxy heals up soon and, uh, and is back on the mats you know, as quickly as possible. Um, so the next one that's going to be really interesting, um, UFC Fight Night Vegas um, on the, tw- I believe it's the 24th of July. It's July, right? 24th of July. For which one? Aspen Lad. Oh, yes, for, yes, for, yeah. yeah. It's a July. Yep, yeah. so it's the 24th of July. There's two... The only two fights that are announced for that yeah. card so far are Aspen Ladd yep. making her comeback after her four ligament yeah. knee injury that knee out. Yeah. against Macy Chason, who yep. we've talked about on here multiple yep. times. Aspen's nine and one, but her last fight was in July of 2019. Yeah, she blew her knee in that fight. Yeah, and then Macy, of course, just fought last month, and she's seven and. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a hell of a fight. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Yep. And on that same card is Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber. See that right there. I'm actually a little surprised. I mean, that's gonna be an amazing fight. But I'm a little surprised because that's two of your upcomers fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And you're literally pushing one. One's gonna lose. We know that, and that's gonna hurt one of their growth. Well, and the last time I checked, Macy Barber was top 15. She mm-hmm. was number 14. 
so, Miranda hasn't cracked hadn't cracked that yet. So this is going to, and I guarantee you this fight puts the the winner probably cracks top ten because this is a good fight. And mm-hmm. then Aspen Ladd coming back from the knee, she's looking good. Um, she's excited about it. Uh, All the training footage looks good. Chase on isn't a slouch, but I think it's a good comeback fight for her. I mean, she was, if she didn't blow her knee, she would have won her last fight, but she couldn't even stand up anymore. She literally just hang on to the cage and hope for the best. Yeah, that was, that was bad. Yeah. Well, and, you know, kind of the same thing for um, Macy Barber, yeah. right? Because in her yeah. fight, her last fight was against Roxanne Montferry. Yeah. Her knee went. Where her knee went sideways, too. And... There, there's the whole thing with her dad and yeah. the the shit that her dad Bucky yeah, posted was, talk, yeah. was was talking some trash on on Mata Ferry. But either way, um, that was a rough one for Macy. Yeah. It was a good win for for Mata Ferry. I think she would have carried it because she had she was being she was dominant against Macy Barber up to the knee yeah. injury in that fight. Um, so I don't think that would have changed. But, you know, Macy's a hell of a competitor. Um, like I said, she's top 15. Miranda, you know, the, her last two fights have been really good, but they've mm-hmm. been against unranked opponents or lower-ranked opponents. So she's getting, to get, she's getting to crack that top 15. Yeah, if she gets a win against Macy Barber, her name will probably be in actually in the rankings because it's usually 15 and up. Well, normal, and like I said, I think the winner cracks top 10 because you're looking at your future. Mm, so maybe this is this is Dana White, and then this is the matchmaker saying, you know what? Let's see what these girls got. Same thing, you know, Aspen Ladd. Let's see what she's got. If she can beat, you know, if she gets a win, she might be top fifteen. And there, mm-hmm. there, there's your new seating for that. You know, here these girls come, man. You've you've got you got Misha Tate coming back. She fights in July. Yeah, I think she's fighting on the McGregor card. Yes, I think she's fighting July tenth. It's funny that we call it the McGregor card, not the Poirier card. Well, because we... I know. I mean, it's... But at the end of the day, neither one is a champion. McGregor is still the bigger draw. It, I, I still like Poirier, but I, they're still going to put McGregor first because he's the guy who's going to sell, put the asses in seats. He's going to... And they've announced that that is fully open um, to a crowd. Nice. Vegas is open, and they're going to sell that one out. That'll that'll be awesome. Is that going to be the first one? It uh, looks like that'll be the first one with a crowd. So you're that, going to talk about July with with McGregor and Poirier. So if you want tickets to that, you better as be soon as, they, soon as, as they soon as they them. open up. You better get them because the last the last show, uh, the the first show is in Florida with a crowd. Fifteen thousand tickets sold out in like two hours. Jeez. So so you're 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 going to be if you want a ticket to that, you better be ready. Yep. So the Miranda Maverick Macy Barber fight. So Miranda's nine and two. Her last loss was in twenty nineteen. Macy is eight and two, but she's her last two have been losses. Mm-hmm. So is Macy gonna be feeling the pressure to have that third straight you not have that third straight loss? Oh I, I definitely because I mean she she got dominated her last fight. She yeah. came back from a knee injury and just got beat up. So, she's and Miranda's got. It's a good spot for her because she does. If she loses, okay, you lost to a ranked opponent. As long as it's close, you know you're not going anywhere. For for Macy, your third straight loss, 
uh, you start falling out of Dana White's favor. Yeah. And you'll be fighting, you know, you'll be fighting the low. You, you're going to go off a main card real quick to an early prelim. Yeah, if she's not on the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. there's enough women coming in. Women, now, women yeah. coming, into, coming into that ladder that it's not – yeah. It's not unforeseeable that, you know, if she loses that fight, she's on the bubble. Yeah. And, you know, certainly not saying I want that to happen, but yeah. you know, it's a possibility. It's a business, you know. At the yeah, end of the day. It, it's a business. And speaking of that, did you see, you know, we've kind of talked about when we talked about Tyron and his last fight, and, you know, we kind of made a joke about, yeah, he's looking for that Bellator contract. Did you see Coker's. Um, announcement tweet whatever about that whole thing Mm -hmm. he said that he doesn't want bellator to be known as the place where ufc cut fighters go yeah so i think the uh the chances of some of these fighters who are getting cut or dropping out of um the ufc i think that window for going to bellator is closing because Coker's starting to understand that that's the perception yeah. that people have yep. of Bellator. So yeah, they're the, they're the minor leagues. Exactly. You're getting sent down to the minors. Yeah. Which the you know the funny thing is you know that used to be what the WEC yeah. was you know, for strike force and everything. Yeah. Because the UFC bought the WEC mm. and kept the WEC running. Yep. For a while, as a feeder organization for the lighter weight classes, yeah. Yeah. before you know, back when it was it was light heavyweight, heavyweight, mm-hmm. and then they had middleweight, but they didn't have anything below middleweight until they brought on the the uh, the WEC guys and you know, Uriah Faber mm-hmm. and and some of those lighter weight guys started actually coming up out of WEC into the UFC and. Dana was kind of smart, right? Because he got him. He's like, I'm going to hold you over here for a little bit, right? And you can do your shows, and we'll bring your boys up to the big show. If it works out, we'll absorb the organization. And it worked out, yep. and they absorbed the organization. Um, but, yeah, the Coker came out and, and said, we do not want to be known as where former UFC fighters go to, you know, for yeah. their sunset yeah. years. So that window is probably closing. Yeah, Tyron. As badly as Tyron has done lately, I I don't see. I I don't know if Bellator took him anyway. Uh, I can see him going if he still wants to fight one. Might take him just for chits and giggles. But I can see he's probably going to like Ryzen or somewhere else. I you know the thing <clears> about <throat> one is they tend to like the the lower weight class yes, they guys, do. but they do still have they have a heavy they do have a handful of heavyweight guys and they like to put no one shows, so I can see him being that guy that gets brought out there to get smashed. By, yeah, by get the Sage Northcut yeah. treatment. Yeah, yep. Yeah, they brought in Sage Northcut and fed him to the dogs. Boy, did they. Um, so we also had some fights last week yep. and staying with the, um, with the, the female theme here, Mackenzie Dern. She put on a clinic, man. That was, and she, everything that we talked yep. about, she did against Nina Nunez. Yep. Um, uh, just her, uh, unbelievable. Used to be just so you understand, it's Amanda Nunez's wife. It was, it used to be Azaroff was her last name and people, a lot of people were confused and UFC was trying to explain it. It's like, you know, uh, that she it was Nina Azarov, now it's Nina Nunez. And 
people were confused because people were like, she's fighting Amanda Nunes? No, she's fighting her wife. She's fighting Nina Nunes. And Amanda Nunes was there. She was in the corner. But Mackenzie put on, I mean, as perfect of a, as a jiu-jitsu clinic as can. As what we talked about, what our coach talks in here about all the time is take what they give you. That's what she did. She started threatening the foot, the knee, and then went to a mount position and got an arm bar. She, she took what, what Nina gave her. Mm-hmm. And Nina's, I mean, she's a legit black belt herself. I mean, she trains with, with Amanda. Amanda and all these killers. I mean, so, and the, they all know each other down there. They're all, res- I mean, after the fight, they're all hugging and respectful. This was a, it looked almost like a jujitsu match. There was no strikes. She didn't ground and pound. She didn't, you know, you didn't see McKenzie because her last fight when she went for a knee bar, she used fists to get the girl to let her have the knee. This fight, she did nothing of that. This was strict jujitsu. She didn't throw a single mount punch. It's like, I'm not going to hit her. And she didn't. It's like respectful. When they were done, they all hugged. It was good to go. But McKen- Mackenzie Dern, and now she's asked to fight Joanna Jacek. That's a big step up. But if she can beat, if she beats, if she takes Joanna down and can beat Yo Joanna, you're looking at someone who's going to be challenging for a title. Yeah, I mean, if and the question is, can she make it through the strikes? Because Joanna strikes her striking is is, is yeah. You have to take her down. And yeah, can you take? That's the thing. Can you take her down? And like you said, she's you're probably looking at a late year fight maybe a january december january fight if they actually agree so that gives mckenzie even more time to work on her striking to to the takedown she don't need to get her striking better she needs to be able to defend to the takedown yep but yeah that that was a great fight we had there's i watched the whole card they had some interest interesting fights uh mike perry getting just <laughs> the shit kicked out of him uh, Rodriguez, I mean, I'm, I've never really paid a whole lot of attention to him. His striking was just amazing, you know, was good. And Platinum Mike Perry just looked lost out there. And he tweeted out himself. He's like, I used to be good. Now I'm just, I don't know. He's got, he's like, I got one fight left on my contract. We'll see what happens. But he, but he now does belong to a team. Good. Uh, so his next camp will be with a legit team, not with, just with his girlfriend. The mother of his kid, Ocean. <laughs> Named your kid Ocean. Just saying. Uh, it, could be, it could be Bean or yeah, Apple he or got, whatever. He got, he got beat up. I mean, he give, give Perry credit in the world. That son of a bitch has got a chin from hell. He can take a beating, and he took a beating. That poor dude's nose was sideways again. He's he's starting to get that kind of Robbie Lawler thing yeah. where he leads with his face. And he he needs, wants to make everything a slug, in, a slug match. He needs to... He needs to throttle back on that a little bit. I'm hoping now that he belongs to a team, someone will calm him down and work with him because I still think he's got potential. Yeah. And if you can take a beating like that and keep moving forward, I mean, he was taking strikes and still pressing forward. So there's no give up in him. He could have gave up in that fight, but he never did. Uh, another fight I was super disappointed. Sam, one of my favorite fighters, smiling some Av Alvi lost. He got choked unconscious. Mm. The I think the referee missed it. Uh, he got caught with a couple good strikes. I think he was out on his feet, and 
got caught in a stand. The guy was standing behind him and put him in a rear naked stand. You know, Alvy was down and he was standing above him, put him in a rear naked, and Alvy didn't tap. He was asleep. Mm. I think the ref missed it because when he let him go, he was out, unconscious, no movement. Uh, well, it happens. I mean, refs yeah. can only see so much, yeah. right? Yeah, I think he missed. I think he missed. Alvy was kind of already out, and so he didn't have a chance to tap. Luckily. I, I, I can't remember the guy's name he fought. Um, I apologize. Luckily, the guy was also paying attention, and he realized that there was no movement, and you could see him kind of loosen it up, and then the referee called it. So he wasn't trying to hurt Sam. Uh, he, you know, I think realized there was no fight left, and he started – you could see him loosening the choke arm. And then he just – as soon as the ref said, okay, you know, he dropped it. So – but uh, party foul. Yep. Uh, but that was a good fight. Uh, main event: uh, Vittori versus Holland. Holland talks a whole lot of shit, and he did not show up for that fight again. This is two fights in a row where he just got taken down at will. Derek Brunson took him down, and then he was like, "Oh well, they're just wrestlers. They just want to f- uh, wrestle, help me." It's like. Dude, then learn wrestling if you, defense. If you know that they're grapplers, this is their pedigree. Yes, they're Derek Brunson's a decent striker. We've seen him strike. Melvin Vittori's got a heavy right hand. He's good at movement. But their pride, you know, their their pedigree is wrestling. Their pedigree is grappling. You think why would they stand and trade with you? I mean, why are they gonna do what you want them to do? If you know he's going to try to take you down. Learn to defend it. Fatori set a record for the welterweight for takedowns. <laughs> he took Holland down at will. Yeah, on the feet, Holland, he can throw punches and he can knock you out with one shot if he gets there. Fatori's just like, yeah, cool. Nice story, bro. Watch this. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to damage you. And then I want to have control. I'm going to move. I'm going to threaten submissions this whole round. Then we're going to get up and I'm going to take you down again. We're going to do all over again. And give Vittori credit. That's what he did. Plus, he took Holland. took the Holland was a replacement fighter for Darren Till. So, Vittori was playing it safe. You know, you're, you're going to, you were supposed to fight Darren Till. Darren Till breaks his collarbone. Like, what, a week out? So, you go from training to fight Darren Till, who's a big, tall striker. And a kickboxer. You know, yeah, he's a yeah, kickboxer. Uh, has a, in a kickboxing style to Holland, who is a striker first, and but you know from the Derek Brunson fight he cannot defend a takedown. So why are you going to stand there and take a chance of losing to Holland when you still want to fight Darren Till? Well, it's like what Coach says yeah. you know, in here. You, you take what your guy yeah. gives you, right? And you said that earlier, right? Yeah. You take what your guy gives you. He sucks at takedown defense. Take him down. Yeah, and especially in an MMA fight, in a cage fight. Why am I going to risk damage when I can just take you down and win the fight? Yep. Makes I'm, no sense. Know, plus, like Vittori, Vittori's looking to move up in rank. Why is he going to risk that with Holland? I mean, yeah, he wanted to fight. Vittori wanted to fight. And, yeah, Holland stepped in. Cool. And instead of Vittori's like, nah, I'll wait for Till or I'll, I'll just sit this fight. He's like, okay, I'll fight Holland. But his coaches are smart. Hey, man, let's take him down. Take him down. If you can, if you can submit him, great. If you beat him on the ground, great. If not, just take him down, control him, win the fight, get out of this fight. And I mean, he dominated Holland. 
I mean, it wasn't a close fight. Holland threw a, fucking, a, a couple good strikes, but for the most part, Vittori was good on his feet, good enough, and won. Now, Darren Till, you know, sitting at home talking trash, oh, well, if you're going to strike like that, I'm going to eat you up. Or did Vittori just, just put on a vanilla clinic and say, you're only going to see some basic stuff out of me tonight, so you can't game plan. Yeah. I mean... Vittori's no stupid dude. I mean, and he's, he's got a good he's got a good coach and he's got a good team. I mean, but he's a young man, and I have a feeling his coach is like, let's not do anything we worked with on Darren Till, on Holland. Just yeah. take him down, wrestle him, cover him, and that's what it looked like. Just stay calm, have fun. And Vittori did. He controlled it. Controlled the fight. It was a good fight. Till is still a bigger name and higher mm-hmm. rank mm-hmm. than. Um, for Vittori. Yeah. So your concept of coach saying, hey, don't don't yeah. show our game plan because yeah. we're probably going to meet him in the future, that that feels right to me. Um, that's the strategic play. I mean, yeah, that, that – I'm thinking – you know, I don't know that, but I'm thinking that, that if, from my point of view, like, yeah, why would I show you all my cards? I mean, it's like preseason football. Yeah. That's about as vanilla as it can get, man. We're going we're, we're gonna to run a – Draw play, we're going to throw these simple passes, and we're going to look as plain as we can so no one knows what we're actually going to look like. But, you know, when you see boxers, uh, when, you, when, they allow, when you have like a big boxing match coming up, Tyson Fury, when he was getting ready to fight, you know, Wilder again, when he would go into their camps, you would just see Fury in the bag, jumping a little rope. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, he looks out of shape and slow. Fight day, he beats Wilder to pieces. Why? Because he's like, I'm going to show you what I'm doing. Yeah. Why am I going to say, look how much in shape I am. I want Wilder to think, dude, he's fat and over shape. Man, I can walk out of here and do nothing. And it worked. Them head games. Tyson. Tyson would just hit a heavy bag. He would just throw body shots at a heavy bag. That's all you see. Or you see him running. You never actually see what he was actually planning and what they were working on or any techniques or any wrinkles he was going to add. I mean, you, you don't want to show your cards, man. Nope. It's it's not smart in boxing and jiu-jitsu and mixed martial arts and yeah. politics and war in yeah. anything. Yep. You never want to do that. So, yes, please. Sorry, we got to refuel. Yep. So um, that's a good place to stop for the first segment. So we're going to hear from uh, episode 11 special guest Matt Warner and his novel Empire of the Goddess. We'll be right back. My name is Thomas Dillon. You may know me as the man who supposedly killed his own son to collect insurance money. The truth is my little boy, Walter, was abducted by a religious cult. They took him to a parallel world, to an America run by religious fanatics and plagued by disease. I know because I've been there, and I found my son. It's a place of magic and malice and ignorance, where faith healing is medical care and government enforcers dress like Klansmen. Now, I know I sound crazy, like this is the plot of a dystopian dark fantasy novel that would appeal to fans of Neil Gaiman. And indeed, that's how I had to get my story out, by teaming up with writer Matthew Warner. He published my first-person account as a novel called Empire of the Goddess. 
Publishers Weekly called it quick-paced and intriguing. Can you believe that? But he let me record the audiobook because only I can tell you my story. And it's gonna blow your mind. Look for it on Amazon and at MatthewWarner.com. Empire of the Goddess. And we're back. All right, so this Logan Paul, Ben Askren thing is the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. Chael Sonnen talks about it on every episode of it's, his show. So we need to talk about it on every episode of ours. It's, I mean, it's getting stupid. Well, Askren is just like, dude, I'm, you know, Paul's acting like he's some world champion boxer. And Ben Askren's like, they, and he did an interview with somebody else, and they were like, well, dude, you ain't trained that much in boxing. He's like, okay, I've wrestled my almost my entire life. I'm an Olympic wrestler. I'm a you know, he's a high school champion. He's a all-American in what Division One NCAA. He's held t- titles in two different organizations. Greco and freestyle. Yep. And he, I mean, he he won in Bellator. He won in one. One. He he fought was I think five straight fights in one, and only took absorbed eight significant strikes mm-hmm. in five fights. These guys who are trying to hit him. Can't he just move enough. And he was like, I'm an athlete. I'm a this so I only need about three months to work on my striking. No, I'm not a striker first. But all I need to do is brush up on my technique, move enough, he can't hit me, and I'm going to hurt him. And that's what I'm seeing. That's what we talked about. I took I called it Askren's gonna close the distance. He's gonna make Paul go backwards. Paul's not going to know how because he's just an aggra- he wants to be aggressive all the time. He's not going to fight on his rear foot. As soon as Askren forces him to step backwards, the fight's over. And then this week, Paul tried to force Askren to agree to that if he th- throws anything that he thinks is a foul or MMA related, that he has to forfeit his entire purse. Ben Askren, of course, said no. Well, so first, first Paul released on his social media that yeah. Ben Askren mm-hmm. has agreed yeah. that if yeah. he does anything, right, whatever, yeah. he he uh, forfeits his purse. And Ben Askren retweeted right. and said, this is false. Yeah, I did not. Paul's, Paul, I think, like, I've, I, I, I said it before, we talked about the last time about the pushing match. I think Paul's trying to find a way out. Paul is realizing that this man is going to hit him and hit him hard. And now you have guys, literally, you have some MMA guys who are like, dude, I want you to, du- I'm f- I would, we would be happy if you double-legged him, spiked him on his head, knocked him out, walked out of the ring. It's like, even if they decide to disqualify you, not pay you, we will pay you. We don't, yeah, we'll do a GoFundMe. We, we will do a GoFundMe, you'll make more money. You can put that up on OnlyFans and make a million dollars. Yeah, we, we will, and I will donate to to that to the Ben Askren I, fund. That because, might be our next charity. Yeah, because at the end of the day, Paul has done talked himself into a fight he doesn't want now. He I, I he can't bully, he can't intimidate. Askren's a legit fighter. No, he's not a striker. I said that the last time. If I, I was thinking about a striker to put up against Paul, it wouldn't be him. But the dude's an athlete. He's a world-class competitor. He can take a hit. He's not afraid. He's been pushed. 
as far as you can push a man. I mean, he's wrestled. Wrestling and jujitsu are pretty close to what we do to our bodies. And if you're not, you have to be a very comfortable person and be willing to do certain things to be good at it. But yeah, you can wrestle and just show up and do the mediocre. And yeah, look at me, you know, I, you know, I, I won one, I lost twelve. But look, I'm on the wrestling team. Or you can be that dude who dominates, eats fucking celery and lettuce, cuts weight, and all he does is wrestle. And that's Askren. Yeah. And that's his brother. And that's these dudes they run with. And you're talking. You, you think you're gonna break that guy? And that's what Paul's trying to do. And it's just like seriously, Askren is gonna just walk out there, fight you. And, I mean, you're you're going to brawl with him. We've kind of talked about this in the past um, on not just this podcast, but also some of our appearances on Barbarian Rhetoric. Askren plays in social media. Yeah. His life is in the real world. Yeah, yep. Paul's real world is it's social, social media. media. Yeah. He's now getting in... He's now playing in the realm... Yeah. Where he's playing in the realm where Askren's the professional. professional. Yep, he's he's put. He, yeah, his he lives in social media, and now he thinks he's he wants to dawdle in the fight game. Askren, I mean, you you look at Askren's social media; it's him throwing a frisbee. He plays disc golf. I mean, at his house, he cuts down some trees and does some yard work. There will be a couple pictures of his wife. And he'll talk, but he'll talk a whole hell of a lot about wrestling. He'll talk about um, nutrition and wrestling and training and wrestling. He'll talk about that till he's blue in the face. But that's it. He's not on there to do silly dances. He's not on there to do the next challenge. He'll do silly. He'll he'll be funny some days and he'll say silly shit. But Askren is just. I think the only reason he has social media is just probably more than likely his manager or his wife told him to. Probably, yeah. It's one of those things like you need to keep your name relevant because he owns a gym. He runs a wrestling gym. He trains a lot of these these young men. He gets people ready for college. He gets people ready for tournaments. And it's one of those things like, hey, you need to keep your name relevant. And he, I mean, Askren still competes in wrestling tournaments. I mean, you know. Yeah. He'll still go to Unlimited Worlds. Yes, and still fuck around. I mean, the dude's legit. And yeah, he's not a world-class boxer. But he was smart. He brought in Freddie Roach. He's, and all, all you got to do is be able... You got... Okay. Ask who's training with Freddie Roach. Who is Paul training with? Jorge Masvidal once for 20 minutes. Okay. And great. He, he, Which was great for Instagram. But yeah. But yes, all who, it was. It was Instagram. He's, you who look is at his, he training with? I haven't seen him actually training with... I mean, they're like, oh, well, he can throw a punch. Yeah, he throws a jab. Yeah, he can throw nice. a right hook. It doesn't look like a haymaker. But his feet cross... Watch him. Watch, watch him. Watch him move across the ring. He crosses his feet. We're in here teaching. <clears throat> I watched our coach for the last two weeks drill into <clears throat> our younger students not to cross your feet when advancing or retreating <clears throat> because you'll fall down. Watch Paul. He crosses his feet. Now, he crosses his feet and doesn't <clears throat> switch his shoulders. Nope. Right? Because the thing about... Yeah, you can cross, but yeah. if you're going, if you're changing direction, but you need to cross, you need to shift your hips and turn your shoulders. Right, and he's not. He's walking. Vitor, that was the thing that Vitor yeah. brought to mixed martial arts. Right, was the march step. Yeah, 
and Chael's talked about this, but Vitor did the march step, and nobody had seen that before. But that's not what Paul's doing. No. He's crossing his feet while keeping yeah. his lead, yeah. which totally robs all the power out of his hips. And yes, he beat basketball guy who didn't train at all and couldn't throw a jab. And I think, and I, I, I still to this day think that guy thought it was a game. I think he thought it was a charity boxing event that they were going to go out there, play pity pat, mm-hmm. and for charity. And like, yeah, cool, man. Did, did this fight, you know, look at me. Instead, Paul went after him and knocked him out. And But it took, he had to knock him down, what, three times? Yeah. Good luck knocking Askren down three times. If you get lucky enough to knock him down once, Askren's like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> And you're going to get hit. And I don't know. And yeah, I've, I've, there, there has been Paul has done so much shit yeah. talk and shenanigans before this match. There is no way that Askren can walk into this and say, "Oh, I thought it was a, yeah. I thought it was an exhibition." If Paul had done this much shenanigans before the Nate Robinson mm-hmm. match, yeah, and right, Robinson might have took it differently. Because I looked at the Nate Robinson training stuff. Robinson thought it was – you look at him, he's laughing, and he's, he's playing. I think he thought it was a game. I think he literally thought it was a celebrity boxing match. We're just going to – we're going to throw. I'm well-known in basketball. This dude's up and coming. This is going to be fun. And then you start getting hit for real. I was like, what the fuck just happened here? Yeah. And it's like, goddamn, I'm in a fight, and I wasn't really prepared for a fight fight. And, I mean – do and sometimes people wake up and sometimes they don't. I mean, well, you, hit, you you take a good uppercut and you're like, oh shit, this is what we're doing. Okay, I'm awake now. Well, or to, you take it and you panic and you fall down. Well, and to Nate Robinson's point, or to, to Nate Robinson, uh, to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Even if he did wake up halfway through and went, oh shit, this is a real fight. What does he do? Yeah, because yeah, you you really didn't right. Do a he's whole got lot. no, no he's got no tools. Yep. He's got no nothing. Right, and yeah. Paul comes on and starts pounding down. He, you know, the only thing Nate Robinson can do is just say, "Hey, man, I'm done. You're yeah. jackass, right? Yeah. I'm out." Yeah, but you, you're also a man, and you don't want to right. quit. Yeah, and look like a bitch. So it's like, okay, now now I got to figure out how to how to box. Yeah. Inside of a ring, and it don't work that way. Um, That's not something you can learn on the job. Yeah, it's not something you're going to like, oh, yeah, man, now I, I need to turn my hips this way and throw my punch that way. I need to move my head this way. I need to move my head that way, get it offline. You know, and that's one thing I've noticed, too. I mean, Paul loves loves his social media. They love looking famous. They love putting up videos. His fight videos, I guarantee you, Askren's watched. I've watched them. Dude, don't move his head at all. He's never had to. His two little fights were nothing. He's never really been challenged. He was the aggressor. He doesn't move his head. Even in his training videos, he's not working on head movement. He's not working on body movement. He's not working on slipping a punch and countering. All he's doing is throwing heavy shots at a bag or at, a, at, at gloves, and he's moving forward. So I'm going to disagree with Jerry here real quick. Jake Paul, you're doing or Logan, which yeah. which Jogan, Jogan Paul, Larry. you're doing exactly what you need to do. Oh, yeah. Your head movement's great. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Just just keep. We can't doing wait it. for the fight. We can't wait for the fight. Just keep doing what you're doing. All right, there you go. <laughs> anyway, so 
Yeah, dude. I mean, like I said, I'm not a professional. I've, I've stepped in. I've done what I've done. I've been battered and bruised. I've had my nose broken a couple times. Okay. Has he? That's no. the thing. You keep you keep saying, and we yep. keep saying that we're not professionals. Okay, we're not. But neither I've, is he. Yep. And but I've been in a fight. I've been in multiple fights. I've been I've been hit in the face, and I know. What, and see, the difference is, and this is what we're talking about. By you're 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 living in social media, and you're now wanting to step into the real world where Askren lives, because. I I know how much how much damage I can take and keep pushing forwards. I've done that. I mean, you can just use that cliche comment from the Rocky movie. It's not about getting hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. You know, and that's the truth. You get hit. most people give up when they take that first shot to the face. Our coach preaches it. Everybody should get punched in the face because you learn real quick. I'm not going to die. Oh, it sucks. Your, your, your eyes are water, your nose might bleed, your lips might hurt, you might get a black eye, but you ain't dead. Yep. You need to know, hey, man, I can take that shot. And this is what I need to do to keep pushing forward, keep my faculties. Has Paul ever done that? Askren has. Askren, oh, I mean... Askren's been if you've only KTFO, known, you know? If you've only known him from his UFC stuff, you, you know him from the highlight reel of Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, that was a brutal knockout. That's not been Askren. Go, but if you just want to watch UFC, watch him fight Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler. Yeah. And he bulldog chokes Robbie Lawler to the point where the referee's like, man, I'm afraid he's going to break Robbie Lawler's neck. I'm going to stop this fight. Okay, so let's talk about Robbie Lawler and, and Ben Askren. Yeah. Okay? In that weight class, can you think of a more terrifying striker than Robbie Lawler? Dude, and who can take a beating? Who can take a beating? And who's going to push forward and hurt you? Yeah, like I said, if I wanted to pick... If I was going to pick an opponent for Paul, I would rather have Lawler striking with him than Askren. Okay, so you want to see a murder. That's what you want to see. But, but, <laughs> if I'm saying if I got the pick. Right. I but, mean, remember, I'm the guy who said I want to see Francis and Gano fight. Can't <laughs> happen. Yeah, that, yes. that, is, that is true. Render unto Caesar what is what Caesar's. Um, render unto Jerry, Jerry what is Jerry's. Um, but my, my point is, Askren's been in yep. the ring with Killers. If you just yeah. look at the UFC, one of the most terrifying strikers yep. in that weight class, Robbie Lawler, is terrifying. Yep. That match he had with um, the Crimson King. Um, oh, uh, Roy McDonald. Roy McDonald. Yeah, dude, I mean, their faces were, were obliterated. De- destroyed. Robbie's Roy, lip was hanging off. Roy McDonald, has, his nose was had to have surgery. He's still never been the same. From yeah. from those fights, man. Yeah, and now at so Askren's been in the ring with that dude, yep. and he's getting in the ring with Logan Paul, Paul, Jake Paul, Jake, whichever, whichever, whichever one. Paul brother. He's they're, getting they're, in the ring. they're they're interchangeable. They're interchangeable. Um, they're, never mind. Uh, but yeah, so the the concept that Askren's going to be afraid. Yeah. Of Jogan Paul it's, is yeah, just laughable. They say Paul tried to intimidate him. He tried to shove him. He tried to talk down to him. His little entourage did some little song and dance. Askren's a professional fighter. He's been doing this for a long time. He's fought in Thailand. He's fought in Russia. You really think he's nervous about some kid from Beverly Hills? And his buddies doing a dance. Yeah. Ooh, we're gonna do this. Rant. We're gonna do this rap, and we're gonna talk trash. Really, 
I've gotten the ring with people who probably went to prison for murder in Russia. I mean, he's fought against some of the best Olympic wrestlers. He has got into the cage in different organizations, fought in some shady shit with some shady fighters, and lived to tell the tale. You really think he's worried about Beverly Hills? Yeah, no. You, you're, you're, you're. I, I think you see a third. I think if this makes it past the third round, I'll be surprised. I think Paul quits in the corner. I, I think Paul refuses to answer the bell in the fourth round. Which would be more satisfying? Paul getting knocked out, maybe by a Baz root and liver mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, get yeah. to hear Baz say, to the liver! Yeah. Um, seeing him get knocked out or see him quit. Which I would be see him quit. Satisfying. I want to see him quit. That's I what agree. I want to see. I want to see him refuse to get off the stool. I want to see Askren dominate him so badly that... I don't know what the rule set is. I have a feeling it's probably three knockdown rules in effect. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm hoping Askren toys with him and beats him up so bad that he will not answer the bell. And I'm thinking he doesn't answer the bell by the fourth round. I say he, I think he quits. This is, I think, an eight-round fight. I don't think he makes it out of the fourth. I think Askren's going to beat his body up so bad he can't breathe. Askren's the shorter fighter, but he's the stronger well, and, and if he fights to the body, his height differential may play a positive, right? Um, if I mean, you watch what little bit he's put up, he's head down, body shots Tyson. Tyson-esque, he's leaning in on the, t- the taller fighter with his head down, throwing body shots. And Tyson Tyson chopped down many a tree with them. With that skit? With, with the with, head with, down, yeah. with the head to your chest. He put his head, his forehead to your chest. So you couldn't hit him, like we learned tonight. Like we learned tonight. Keep your head against their chest so they can't really strike you, and he would just beat your body senseless. And I think that's what Askren's going to do. I mean, as a taller, you're fighting a taller fighter, close the distance, and get inside. And like I said, I don't think he answers the bell by the fourth round. I wouldn't be surprised in a first-round knockout, but I don't, I don't see him making it to the fourth round. This is assuming the fight actually happens. Because it I this agree, weekend. I, I think it's this weekend. Ain't it Saturday? Yeah, but he's still got a day to pull some kind of yeah, shenanigans yeah. and pull out of it. I mean, you said he could get COVID, so yeah. I caught COVID. I'm sick. I can't. I can't. I was with this. Never mind. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I caught COVID. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, we're all. I think everybody who's listening can tell where what side of the line we fall on for this. Well, fight. it's just it's not just that. It's that these this, these are YouTube stars, which I'm cool with. I mean, we've talked talked about that before when he fought before. I was like, man, cool, cool, cool beans. You got in the ring, you, you did your thing, man. That's cool. But quit barking up the wrong tree. I mean, these guys were barking at Conor McGregor. It's like you really what you want to fight a real fighter. But oh, these I only want to fight. You, know, you only want to fight on these rules, and I only want to fight retired guys. I want I want to challenge Michael Bisbing. As soon as he says, "Yeah, man, I'll fight," I'll fight. Oh, I don't yeah, fight we're not interested anymore. Uh, I'm gonna fight Ben Askren. Okay, I'll fight. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh well, he had hip surgery, so we, we, yeah, we'll fight him. Askren's like running around, like, dude, I just had a minor thing done, man. I'm good. I just yeah, he just got like his meniscus cleaned yeah, up. Not yeah, his meniscus. His hip. But, he has some grinding yeah. in his hip. And he's like, yeah, I'm good, man. And it's just like, oh, wait a minute. I thought, you know. And you literally, they, they thought he had his hip fused. 
It's like, no, nah, this has some stuff removed. That's man. what happens when you do your research yeah. on social media. Yeah, it's like, dude, this has some stuff cleaned up. I'm good to go. And now it's like, okay, so now we're going to keep talking trash and keep talking trash and keep talking trash. Well, when we talk trash on his wife, his wife's like, okay, man, you're fighting my husband. I'm out, but okay. I don't care. You call me thick. I don't care. And she actually went on, she went on her own Instagram and said, yep, I'm thick. And it's like, she's like, uh, yeah, okay. I'm athletic. Uh, I lift weights. Yeah, I'm thick. I can probably kick your ass. And she's, a, you know, he's got an attractive wife and it's like, you, that's not a, if you think you're going to intimidate him or insult him, you're talking about someone who's, who's wrestled in a, who participated in a sport where it's one person versus one person. And I guarantee you he's hurt a whole lot worse. Yeah. I talk tra- more. I talk worse than that to Scott on the mat, and he's my best friend. Yes, we talk a lot of shit to each other, and we do a lot of messed up stuff t- to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we do. I talk worse trash than you can to my best friend on the mat when I'm trying to choke him, or he's trying to choke me, depending. And we talk trash because that's what we do. So you you talking about a guy in a sport where? You know, he, he's been locked in the cage with lots of people. You really don't think they didn't talk trash? You don't think when he fought and won, when he lived in Singapore, these people weren't talking about killing him? You know, a corn-fed, Ameri- a corn-fed American? You don't think they didn't talk about killing him? You don't think when he's fought in, foreign, you know, in Russia or in other countries, they didn't talk shit and talk about killing him? Dude just did his job, and he's going to do his job. And, you know, this fight really didn't mean much to me. I thought it was, I just, it was off my radar until Paul started running that mouth. And it's like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, now I, I'm I, interested. There's, there's probably got, there's tons of MMA fans like me. They're like, man, yeah, Askren wouldn't have been the dude we picked, but we think we're doing okay. And we hope he just, and there's a lot of people like, man, I just hope he just double legs him and knocks him out and beats the crap and walks away because he's, you know, and we'll pay you. Because we're tired of it. Well, does I mean? Do you really think Askren's doing it for the money? It's not like he's yeah, dependent he's, on this paycheck, the, right? Askren's made a lot of money in his day. Plus, the man does not live like. It's funny. The Pauls are running around driving these expensive cars, and they're blowing money all the time that they're getting off of YouTube and spon- I guess from YouTube and sponsors and social media, whatever else they're doing. Askren has made a decent amount of money in his life, and he lives in a nice house, has a little bit of land. And he drives like a pickup truck. He's another like I mean, he's kinda like a chill son in yeah, the Oregonian, just, right? Yeah, I mean I just, he I just live frugally. I live nice but frugally so that my you know, we have a life and I don't have to worry about being broke when I'm sixty. Like a lot of people be broke when I'm fifty. He's smart. I mean, they don't have a mansion. He lives in a nice little house, which is great. But yeah, done kicking that horse. Uh, yeah, okay. One other thing, because my brain just got blown. Okay, I was I was looking up the date. Yeah, which it is this weekend. Yes, Fanduel has Jake Paul as the betting favorite yeah. at minus one ninety, and Ben Askren is at is at plus one forty eight. That's almost a give me. That's pretty close to a toss up, because you know because oh. you know I guarantee the people who are betting have never who don't know who Ben Askren is, and they have no idea. And all they know is, I mean, or they're feeding that line so people bet on Paul. Mm, yep, that's true. I mean, true. people might be feeding that line. 
I mean, it's, you, you really think they want to pay out? They'll feed that line. They'll make you think Paul's going to push. Yeah. And people I bet just, on Paul, and then then Askren kills him, and it's like, oh, my God, you know. It, it reminds It's I, Vegas, man. It just reminds me of the, the, the all the scenes in Snatch with oh, yeah. the, the pikey with uh, uh, Mickey. Um, shit, the most handsome guy in the world. I can't remember his name. Brad Pitt. Yep. You're going to take a fall in the fifth, right, Mikey? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And One he, punch knockout. Yeah, he beats the guy to death. You know, he, he sends him to Never Never Land. Happened to Gorgeous George. Yep. Oh, God, that was a great movie. Yes. Anyway, so <laughs> anything Stat- else to say about this? Jason Statham when he was getting going. Oh, that was such a good movie. That and Ghost of Mars. Oh, my God. Say again? Ghost of Mars. Jason yeah. Statham, Ghost of Mars. Yeah. And if y'all haven't seen Ghost of Mars, I'm not sure if I recommend it. Ice T's in it. I mean, Ice T, Ice Cube. It's kind of okay, but it lacks. It, it th- lacks. There were better ones. So that fell into. It's like they had a good, they had a good concept, and they brought in a good cast, and then they just forgot about a script. Well, they were making the Mars movies, yeah. right? Because there was yeah. Ghosts of Mars, there was Mission to the Mars, they had yeah. Gary Sinise, yep. and then there was um, the one uh, with uh, Val with, Kilmer. Yep. And the, yeah, but then there was the other one where he got left on Mars. What? Uh, the Martian. Yeah, the Martian. Yeah, but that was made a couple years yeah. afterwards. But, yeah, you had, but, but you had that. Yeah, because the one with Val Kilmer was good, and the one with Gary Sinise was good. And this one was supposed to be just like sci-fi bad future we're living there uh a woman dominated society and it just it it started okay and then it just kind of fell apart i mean ice cubes just kind of you know he, <laughs> he had a couple one-liners and it's just like they didn't let him talk or act he's just kind of stood there yeah he it was menacing it's like uh yeah, he's good hey he's a big dude but still it's like he's not as big as jason statham well, no, and Statham's and Statham, got legit and, skills. Yeah, and Statham was just like a uh, soldier who just like his best part of the whole movie when he when he just tried to have sex with his officer <laughs> because the woman was in charge and he was like, "We're all gonna die tonight when I have sex." She was like, "You brought me in here to seduce me," and he she was he was like, "Yep." And she was like, "Okay." I mean, right there, that was the best part of the whole movie. Was dude was like, "We're gonna die tonight. You wanna have sex?" Let's, let's just get this over with. You know, at least die after, you know. And, you know, she's like, yeah, cool. You know. Yeah, that one was, and that was Natasha Hinstridge, yep. too. Yeah, like I said, they had it. We went, uh, you know how old that movie is? 2001. I went out with my my wife <laughs> then on a date, and we were just dating. And we'll celebrate 20 years of marriage in November. That's awesome. But we also didn't date that long. We got yeah. married pretty quick. But 20 years, so it worked. It, but, yeah, we're done kicking the Paul horse. I just hope Askren kicks him when he's down. Yeah, that I'll would, throw some money your way, Askren. We yeah, don't have a lot they, of money, if but they we'll do a, If they do a GoFundMe... It, we'll for, throw some money Yeah, in. we'll definitely throw some money in there. We'll, we'll, we'll get some backers, toss you some money. So, um, we're going to take a break real quick, hear from our sponsor. We get When we come back, we'll, we will wrap, um, it wrap it up. So, we'll be right back. And we're back. All right, so 
we had some really good roles at practice tonight. Yep. Um, we've got some new guys coming in, uh, which is really awesome. Yep. Um, and you know, some of them have had a little bit of training before. Yep. You know, I think um, I think Jimmy's had some training before because he's got a little bit more knowledge than. Well, he was law enforcement for a yeah, while. Yeah, he so was law enforcement he's, for he's, a while. He's got some combatives. Yeah, so you know, we had some really great roles tonight. So, um, just as an kind of off the side uh, conversation, so Jerry. Now that we're back and we're past you know, the belt test and we're kind of getting back to things, what are you working on in your game? I'm actually working on being a better blue belt fundamentally. I'm working on my guard. I'm working on passing my guard. I'm working on defense. I'm working on having more fun, but I'm working on trying to be fundamentally better. Uh, I still like Mama Platas. But I'm not, and I'm still working. Depends on who I'm rolling with. When I'm rolling with uh, Matt Scretta, who's a brown, our brown belt now, I'm 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 attacking legs and heels and knees because I trust Scretta because that's his game, and I trust him that you know him being a brown belt that if he grabs my foot or my knee, I'm safe. And I also know that if I do something wrong, he's going to say nope, don't do that, you know. And he'll he knows enough to keep me from hurting him. So I'm with him, but with everybody else, I'm just trying to be better fundamentally. Mm-hmm. When I'm rolling with the, the lower belts, it's more about control. This is what – I don't have to submit you. I rolled with Jimmy Tuesday night. He's one of our newer belts, and I just stayed on top. And then I fed him a, 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 a trap and roll. Towards the end, because I was, you know, I was going from side control to mount to knee, knee on belly, and I was working on my transitions and my control. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, and then when we roll with you tonight, I was working on basic fundamentals, and then pat, trying to pass your guard, trying to keep you from choking me, my defenses being close and stuff. That's what I was working, you know. And you know, roll with Harrison, who's. Uh, Really good. He's an athletic blue belt. Yeah. When he plays that more 10th yeah. planet, yeah. leg lock kind of game like like our yeah. buddy Steve does. But but he tried to omoplot on me. Which is hilarious. Yeah, I was just like, and I got out of it. And he, he he tried and tried so hard. And I kept getting out. I finally just pressured down and got out. And I was like, dude, that's my favorite move in the world. You're not submitting me to an omoplata. <laughs> I mean, if you're a purple belt or above, you probably still submit with an omoplata. But a blue belt's not submitting me with an omoplata. No. You yeah, you love the omoplata. Yeah. And when uh <laughs> so did you get the, I don't remember, but during COVID, you know, the BJJ fanatics guys were giving away a yes, lot of videos I, and yeah, Tom DeBlast gave yep, away. I get Did I you get the Tom yep. DeBlast yeah, omoplata from everybody. everywhere? Yep. Yes. I knew it. I knew you did. Yes I did. I also okay. got butterfly guard and I got some fundamental stuff. But I mostly came from talking to Coach, and he's and uh, our coach was like, he likes that I can do some of the fancier stuff, but he's like, I watch you roll and you miss the basics. He's like, yeah, it's great to be able to do 15 submissions. It's great to be able to do this rolling stuff, but you missed trap and roll. You missed a sweep there. You missed this. He's like, does that make you better? No, you need to know the fundamentals. So I decided to 
fundamentals is where, where I'm going. <clears throat> if I lose, I lose. If I get submitted, it's it's class. I mean, no one's leaving out here with a trophy. Yeah, good guy, good job. Let's go again. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm working. That's what I'm working. That's my that's my thing. Nice. I was uh, I'm tonight. I was working. I was trying to work on something particular. Hmm. I think you probably saw it because I think I tried it on everybody. Um, I was working on my collar sleeve guard because yep. I like collar sleeve guard, but I was trying the loop choke from collar hmm. sleeve. Um, I got the setup on a couple folks, but I didn't actually complete it. Um, I found that I can beat your collar right now by stepping by by putting you in a small package. Yeah, I just I did the same thing to Harrison. Harrison tried the collar sleeve grip, and I just small packaged him. Yeah, and used pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a pressure grappler. I mean, you are. Uh, Scott's. You know, we're not a whole lot different in weight, but we're different in build. I mean, I'm a little shorter, and I'm a I'm a broad chested dude, and I'm a pressure guy. I love pressure, and I'm able. I've gotten really good at putting pressure down. There's a reason we joke about Gimli and Legolas yeah, because yeah, that's, that's who we. Look that's like. Jerry and I. I mean, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm. We're both. Pretty, you know, we're older. We're in our forties, mm-hmm. and we're both very active. Scott took my back tonight. I mean, it was a it was a it was a fight. We had fun. That's something that I'm working on is yeah. because I. I'm sure you, for our listeners, I'm sure you can tell I play a lot of guard. Mm-hmm. I play a lot of open guard. Right now, you know, I'm a blue belt, so that's kind of what I'm working on. But I'm working on positions that mm-hmm. I usually don't work from. So I'm working on tra- – the thing that I'm trying to work on is the fundamentals of transition to back. Yeah. Because I don't attack from the back very much. Uh, I'm more of a guard player. I'm more of a bottom side player. So I'm trying to work on top side – and back more now. I was working with Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy's a and we He's a big sh- strong guy. Shout out to Jimmy. Jimmy's a big strong guy. I I was working tonight with him on with him with him right. But I was working on maintaining side control, getting into into Kesa, getting that arm up, and using the wedge to mm-hmm. get under his arm, and then transition from there to um, regular Kesa back to side control and I know it sucked for him so shout out to Jimmy for letting me white belt world yeah let me let me work a little bit tonight but you know that's basically what I did for an entire round was just work on staying in side control doing that transition that that coach Scott shows us a lot um it's a yeah that's what I've been working on Harrison Okay, so shout out to Harrison. Harrison and I had two great rolls tonight. Yeah, we were, we get rolling through the clock ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harrison is Harrison's a hell of a good roll. Yep. Um, he's very active. He's very athletic. He's smaller, and he doesn't tap to pressure, which you can pressure down to the man. He he will find yeah. a way out, and I like it. He's good at grips. He doesn't, you know, he he puts a fight on. So it's fun rolling against him. Yeah, rolling with him's good. I think um, I think we went two and one. I got him once with a Kimura, and he got me twice, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so um, Harrison kept standing up, and I was like. He's going to stand up, and I'm going to get an Eminari roll, but he kept snagging my collar when he would stand up, so I, I had to I had to defend. Yeah. I was really hoping to, to try that that seated Eminari roll that I've been working on recently. So, yeah, I work on fundamentals a lot. I'm doing Eminari rolls. Um, but we, but we, you know, drillers make, you know, drillers make killers. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, 
I'm trying. I'm trying to do. I mean, I'm trying to control the arm. You know, I'm I'm getting better. If I get your far, if get your your arm, if I'm in side control and I get your arm, I'm sliding my knee over it. So then I trap a leg. I trap one arm. So now it's two on one, no matter what. And I'm finding that if you trap an arm, especially white belts or even a blue belt, but you trap an arm, they panic. Mm-hmm. And I just slide my knee over it because that was something that was showing me it's like hey slide your knee over this if you got it slide a knee up over it and go from there and it's like this works and then it leads to all kinds of stuff but yeah fun i'm i'm trying to go i like being flashy and i do have fun i do i do silly stuff um but i still i still need to work on being a better blue belt and being better fundamentally we have a lot of fun with each other yeah but when I think we have a lot of fun with each other, but I think when we're working with other people, we're more prone to like yeah. be working on something or trying to focus on yeah. our fundamentals. That, because when you and I go at it, it's, it's just yeah, it's just yeah, crazy. it's just a shit show. I mean, even coach tonight was like the brothers are back together, and you know, <laughs> I didn't like, hear that. A, yeah, when 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 class is getting ready to start, I come running out and we come on the mat and stuff. He's like, "Yep, the blue belt brothers are back together," and yeah. it's like, "Yep." And we're anybody who hasn't started the jujitsu journey is listening to us, and you know, or you know, white belts or people who are thinking about it. It is a journey. It's there's days it sucks. I mean, coming here tonight, there's a couple guys like, man, I don't want to be here tonight, man. I had a long day at work. I did this for this. Like, dude, yeah, I did too, man. I worked twelve hours a day. But you know what? This is my release. It's like the days you don't want to be here is the days you should be here because you, that means you, you're going to actually learn because you've got to grind. Hell yeah. We just rolled over $10. Um, $10. So I will be making that withdrawal tonight, and we yeah. will donate to the, the, uh, the good fight tomorrow. That means people are, are listening to us tonight. We needed, what, $0.07 cent when we went on air, and we $0.05 cent over. So We got 10 listens just tonight. That's yeah, so freaking we're, awesome. We're starting to get there, man, and uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's great. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get so. Um, and we'll post up, we'll post up the, the receipts. Know, that we, did, we did it. Yep, absolutely. Um, but to, to Jerry's point, um, you know, the, the nights that you don't want to come, those are the nights that you really should come. And as soon as you walk in here, you're going to be happy you came. Yeah. And the other thing to remember is Jerry and I, you know, we like to talk a lot about, you know, hey, we, you know, I tried to rip Jerry's arm yeah. off. And Jerry tried to dislocate my hip. and Right? You can modulate your night yep. depending on how you feel. Right? I mean, if you just, if you really are, if you're sore, if you're tired, if you really don't feel like being there, come to class. Yeah drill a little bit during rolling and then see how you feel see how you feel and head out you know there's nothing wrong with telling somebody hey man i'm really sore i just want to flow roll tonight yep pick a good partner don't pick an idiot who doesn't know how to flow roll because those are out there yep. you you have i mean i'm an old i'm, I'm in my 40s and there's nights it's like i'm gonna only roll with these guys and girls because i trust them i'm not rolling with those people because you know i'm sore something's going on i got you know a little bit of an injury i don't want to make it worse so i know these people will roll with this and these guys they're not bad guys but they're not quite up to the level 
you know, to where they can watch what they're doing. So you, you, you know, and everybody, I mean, every, every black belt out there will tell you, hey, man, it's your choice. You roll with who you want to. You don't have to roll with anybody. And you say, no, man, I'm out. And if you want to be safe, roll with an upper belt. Yeah. Tell an upper belt, hey, man, my back hurts, my knee hurts, I, I, I did this, I did that. Wow. Uh, and they will take care of you. And they'll, they'll probably tell you, yeah, man, this hurts. This, I bang my knee up. I bang my wrist up. My thumb hurts. My finger's dislocated. And you'll be safe. Our coach, he's rolling with a banged-up knee. And we have a young girl in here. She's got a banged-up shoulder. And she still rolls. And she's like, yep, is this shoulder. So, you know, I avoid that shoulder. And she's still comfortable rolling with me because I will avoid that shoulder. I'll choke her. But I won't hurt that shoulder. Yep. So I mean, you can go. You know, on on nights that you feel good, you can yep. go in and you know you can make it as hard of yep. a, a roll as you want. But dude, if you're not feeling up to it, there is nothing wrong with picking good partners yep. and saying, "I want to roll light. I want to drill. I want to flow." The thing is, if you only come in when you feel good, yeah. You're never gonna be here, and you're never gonna get better. And you're, yep, you're never gonna get better. Absolutely right. You get better when you have to grind, man. When you have to grind that class, when you have to grind through drills, and you got to grind through class, you get better. I mean, and like we said, man, there's nights that I'll only roll Scott. I'll roll Scott three or four times in a row. This is all I'm doing because I trust Scott. We can go hard enough to where it's fun, but we also won't hurt each other. And as much as Jerry and I love to go at it, like really go at it, if Jerry said, "Hey man, I'm you know I'm tired, I'm banged up, I just want to flow, you know, or or I want to go fifty percent and I want to work on my you know bottom half guard, right?" Being a good partner means listening to your partner and helping them where they need yep. help. I mean, yeah, I mean, you get better by being like our coach tells us. You get better by being in the bad spots. And mm-hmm. There's a lot of nights that I let people put me in a bad spot. You know, no, I'm not great at it. I'm a blue belt, but I'm working on it, and I'm going to get there. And this is a long road, and I'm looking forward to it. Yep, we're gonna you know back to the the episode that we did with um, Steel Jans Nathan, where he asked what our ten year what five year ten year yeah. plan was. You know, we want to be knocking on brown belt. Mm-hmm. We're gonna ookie for each other's tests you know we're going to be the purple belt brothers the yep. brown belt brothers the black belt brothers whatever um until the end of it so yep. this is going to be a, it's going to be a long road and we're uh, we're buckled in and ready to go yep. so before we wrap up i just wanted to uh you know we i was checking our, our statistics and we we went over the ten dollar mark there's some other interesting things that i just noticed um up until tonight, actually, Canada has been our second most listened to uh, province outside of the United States. The UK has actually stepped up and hit second place. Awesome. With, yeah. So the UK's stepped up, which is awesome. And we actually have a couple of new listeners um, in Spain, in South Africa, and in Iraq, which um, is pretty Iraq crazy. Is probably soldiers. NATO, uh, American, UK, Canadian. So Iraq is probably Allied forces more than likely. It could be native, but it could be probably Allied forces. Probably Allied forces, but still, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's out of Iraq. Um, 
let's see what what else yeah we hit 10 listens tonight yeah. which is kind of nuts yeah. because yeah. when we walked in here we were yeah. like Nobody had 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 tuned. I mean, we had a, a low level over the week, but like for some reason, it shot up tonight, oh, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, re- just really neat stuff. And still, episode one is still the most listened to episode. I'm, I, I love the fact that people go back and listen to episode one that they're turning tuning into us and starting at the beginning. Yeah, and trust me. We get better. <laughs> yeah, we get better we're as getting, things go on. So we went from using a phone to actually using a microphone. And yep. we're trying to be better. We're trying to be more, a little more professional, a little less F-bombs, a little more insightful. It'll still happen. But yeah, you know. I mean, if, if we say it, but now it's, if you say it, no one's noticing because it's not that much. It's just like, eh, yeah. So our top five episodes, I, I find this interesting too, is episode one. The deficit between one and two is one listen. Wow. Episode the the second most listened to episode is with our special guest Matt Warner. Yeah, he his episode is continuing to get listens. Then it's the Fatherhood Edition that we did with you and Brother Cody. Awesome, which is right before we brought Cody on. Um, the the fourth most listened to one is the Training Injured versus Training Hurt. Okay, episode. And then this this one kind of comes out of left field. It's the third episode that we did with Nathan. Um, after he came on ours, we went on his, and then he, he came, came back to ours. Wow, that's number five. Uh, so really interesting to see like what people are listening to and who's listening to what. Um, got but, a lot of cross cross listeners because with Matt Warner, I mean, you got all his writing friends and stuff probably popping in just to listen to him. Yep, and you know Nathan's got a big, you know, big following on his end, so people pop it in over to listen to that. Yep. So really, yeah, we thank you very much yes. to our listeners. Um, we continue to try to get better. We yep. can continue to try to get we high quality guests on. Any any criticism, any advice, anything you want to hear, let us know. If you want to hear us talk about something in particular, let us know. Yep. Rolling Rocks Radio at ProtonMail.com, or you can uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter, or you can hit us up on either Jerry or Ass Facebook. Um, the links will be in the show notes. Next week, as we mentioned, we're having Mike Green from Off Your Back Jiu-Jitsu, which is going to be totally legit. Yep. That's going to be exciting. And then here in the near future, we'll have my friend Paul, who's the uh, who's our bartender buddy, who and will if, be on. And if we're lucky, maybe a maybe some professional fighters maybe some professional fighters um but so jerry do you have anything else for tonight no just uh this week's been kind of been wild we've had some unrest in uh, in our country and i just people need to be calm and try to care about one another i know it's kind of brutal i watched there's nothing i can say man you just you feel you feel bad for a young man getting shot in the back over a mistake the claiming the officer made a mistake she was reaching for a taser but you got a 20 year old boy dead and you got a lot of people upset so just try to remain calm please don't burn people's property man that had nothing to do with it i understand you people are frustrated but don't destroy somebody else's stuff man because they didn't do anything they didn't have nothing to do with it just try to be calm and hopefully we can get some shit squared away Yep. 
Yep. And, you know, Jerry. More training. More training. Yes. Not when I understand, I think people like defund the police because they get frustrated, but we need better funding. We need better cops. We need more training. We need these people to be trained nonstop. Uh, what is it? They should be trained. Uh, some of the best of people I've heard out there said they, they should be training one day a week. One full day a week should be spent training. Mm-hmm. Four days on the beat, one day training every week. And most of these cops get a couple hours of training a year. If you've ever been on a gun range while the police are qualifying, it's it's not good. It's not good. And and this is not meant to denigrate the police officers. But they don't get any training time. You just we're advocating that you get the training that you need because yeah. the job you do is very difficult. It's very important. Um, and, I, and you guys need to be. You guys need to get the training you need. I would. I would pay. I'm, I'm. I'll be fine paying more in taxes to pay a better salary to a police officer if we get better police officers. Just mm-hmm. remember, when people are out there bitching about working at McDonald's for less than you know less than fifteen bucks an hour, we don't pay our police officers a whole hell of a lot more. No. I think the starting police officer job here in our look loca- locality is twenty seven thousand a year, and you could get shot. That ain't shit. No, twenty seven thousand dollars a year. You can make that at McDonald's. You can actually make. I think you can almost make more at McDonald's than you can being a first year police officer. Yep. So remember, you only get what you pay for, mm-hmm. and you're only yeah. <laughs> You only perform to the lowest point of your training. Yeah. I mean, you, you drill, like we just said, drillers make killers, man. If if they're not practicing but two or three hours a year, you think they're going to remember when the shit hits the fan? Yep. They should be, tra- was 20%, 20%. The military require, you know, 20% of the time you're training. I mean, you want to go better, Navy SEALs, half the time they're training. And that's the minimum. 20% yeah, is the minimum. minimum. We we should be encouraging these people to train more. We should have, but well, you we want to pay. We but you get what you pay for, man. Well, you I mean, you take the the most recent episode, yeah, right. And if you look at it from the rose colored glasses, mm-hmm. right, of everything that happened there on the police side of it was unintentional, mm-hmm. accidental, right? Un- How untrained, untrained. How much? How could could that have been prevented with better training? Her more than likely. Right off the bat, why is your taser on the same side your gun is? Yeah. Why isn't your taser taser on your offside? Right off the bat, why is your taser on the same spot as your pistol? Your taser should be on your offside hand. Mm-hmm. That way, you know what you're reaching for. Yep. In an altercation, when you're panicking. You're reaching back to grab something blindly. What are you grabbing? Think about it. Why put is yourself this? put yourself in a bad spot where you're grabbing something blindly, or you grab you got them both side by side. I don't understand why her taser's on the gun side. It should be on her offside. And most, as close as it was yeah, to the holster. And most most law enforcement agencies are carrying them on their offside. They carry them, Cross-crawl. or they're carrying them on their chest. They're carrying on their, their plate carrier. Mm-hmm. They reach up and take it off their plate carrier so they know what they're drawing because this accident's happened before where somebody's reached for a taser, grabbed the gun in a scuffle, and shot somebody in a scuffle. 
because they were meant to tase, but they grabbed the first thing they grabbed and panicked and pulled the trigger, thinking it was the taser. And did she do that? Did she panic and grab the wrong thing? Lack of training? She hasn't drawled it? She hasn't familiar, familiarized herself with the difference in feel of a taser to a Versus pistol? Versus a pistol. Yeah. And she was so panicked that when she realized she drew a gun and you're looking down the sights of a black pistol and your taser's yellow? Again, training. I don't think it was. I don't think she meant to do it as a racist. I don't think she meant to do it because he was black. I think she meant to do. I, I don't think she meant to do it. Lack of training, and she will have. She is now being charged with second degree manslaughter, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens with that. But all I'm saying is, we need better training for law enforcement. It may mean paying more in taxes. I'm, I'd be I think okay with that. We should always pay. We should always, as a community, be willing to pay more in taxes for law enforcement and teachers. It makes our society better, both of those people. And I think we should be give give each other the benefit of the doubt. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Not everybody is out to get you. Most people are just trying to live day to day trying to take care of their own families and they're not going to hurt you or take anything from you that's the thing that that i'm struggling with in this whole situation right is everything that's going on is just ratcheting up the tempo but people are doing people are ratcheting up the tempo yeah, because they I, use no, it I because agree. they use it to keep i mean you've got this you got a lot of weird stuff going on, and it's just, just like I said, man. Just please show a little compassion to each other. That's all I got. Yep, be a good person. Yep. All right. Well, that is all we've got for this week's show. We will be back next week with Mike Green from Off Your Back Jiu-Jitsu. That's going to be an awesome show. Yep. We're looking forward to that. Um, be sure to check out his um, his geese and rash guards and t-shirts on Off Your Back BJJ.com. Use the code ROLLINGROCKS to get $10 off of a $50 order. Which is a good deal. It's a hell of a good deal. I mean, that's 20% off. It's 20% off. That's a hell of a deal. So not only will you be supporting, um, you know, small jiu-jitsu. Supporting us because he's he's technically our first real sponsor. Yep, Um, which which is awesome. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, so check out Off Your Back BJJ. Um, Check out uh, Matt Warner's novel, Empire of the Goddess. Check out our buddy Andrew Undercoffer's book, uh, Dames and Demons, on Amazon. Until next week, he's Jerry Armitrout. I'm Scott Barker. We're out. Later. The music for tonight's episode was But I Am Shafts of Light by Mayeth from their album Wailing Village.